If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Hannah. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. And you should go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Long and weekend, long weekend. I just finished the work, week? oh. and I'm having a long weekend. I'm like, normal people don't have long weekends. It's a weekends. long weekend for Jessica. Very only. nice. I just had my first sip of wine. <laughs> Everything's going so great, Hemet. I'll ruin that. Don't there worry. Give me two minutes. Just heads up. I do have the windows open because it's gorgeous, and there's like four days a year that you can like uh-huh. have all your windows open in Chicago. Also, I do have a... Sus- Let me tell you what's happening with this fi- the smoke detector. It starts beeping like the every 30 seconds, like, oh, I need a new battery. Replace the battery, no problem. Keeps beeping. Okay. So I took the like I took the battery out, took the top thing off. It was still beeping, but like the beeping was coming from inside the ceiling. Right now in my bedroom, I had turned the circuit breaker off. There is no power. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no power going to my bedroom right now, and the motherfucker is still beeping. I don't even know where it's coming from. (laughs) So we're all going to burn is what you're saying. So I have the door closed and some windows, windows, some pillows piled up in front of it. So if there's a beep, then, or there's like children (laughs) laughter, children laughing outside, there may be some sound here. Let, we have to talk about the the craziest thing that happened all week. I don't week. have to do anything. I'm on you my weekend. You don't have to. Uh, let's talk about the Duggar family. I'm on island time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They're back in the news for okay. something that is truly awful. Show? No. Like, why are the, we still... The family doesn't have a show. I don't know if the kids have a spinoff yeah, show at spin-offs. this point, but the, the family like, still has Instagram. They're still posting they, things. Is that what it is? They, like, post it on Instagram? This is where I saw it, but here's the what they did. They... Um, maybe for Easter, maybe a little after, just for the heck of it, they were making deviled eggs, mm-hmm. and they had a picture a of the kids treat. making the deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. And the caption says, we made some yellow pocket angel eggs. So that's both hilarious and disgusting, and I'm not sure which one. <laughs> they can't say deviled eggs because they think they're like tempting Satan or something. But why don't they just say angeled eggs, like as a fun plan words? Pocket? What, yellow, yellow pocket. pocket? That is gross. I, I hate that. As this. someone who doesn't eat deviled eggs, it looks gross. Oh, deviled eggs are delicious. Sure, I'll take your word for that. Yellow pocket angel eggs. Worse. Um, Which... Is, Again, like the second worst thing I know about the Duggars now. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, really? Maybe. Number two? Mm. I'm really curious what number one is. Do you have it teed up? Is it the fact that the brother sexually assaulted That would be sisters? the thing. Okay. I was tempted to say this is the worst. I'm like, mm, mm. no, that, that definitely yeah, is worse. But Even this, as a goof, let's not downplay that. But this that. is bad. Um, other, here's the thing. The commenters on Instagram. Yellow pocket yeah. an- angel Just to be clear, angel eggs? I did not know this, but now I do. Uh-huh. Deviled eggs has nothing to do with the actual devil because I've never studied this term. Yeah. I didn't know this, but it was like whatever. Well, you're not a white person; you don't eat deviled I, eggs, right? But it it's a culinary term. It means spicy. It has yeah. nothing to do with Satan. These are not satanic mm. eggs. That's not a synonym. But the commenters were like, "Haha, we call them blessed eggs." <laughs> <laughs> or doubled eggs, because it sounds similar, but you're only, like, teasing Satan then. 
I don't know. There's someone else wrote, why give the devil more popularity when he already runs rampant in society? Fucking find the lie there, bub. Dude. That is wild. I, I mean, I've seen stuff that involves Christian culture and you roll your eyes and you're like, oh God, you guys are like, this is the like D-rated version of yeah. what normal people enjoy. <laughs> but like, I've never seen like a cooking charm. Have you seen, similarly, have you seen there's a, a picture that somebody took of their oh, yeah. local movie theater? Oh, yeah. And the movie Hellboy is in theaters right now, and they changed it to Heckboy, which is yes, genuinely hysterical. on the hysterical. marquee outside the building. That's extremely funny. Like, what that's are, a good goof. I like how they're like, we got to censor the word hell. Mind you, if you see the movie, you're yeah, in for you're a shock. fine. <laughs> but also, like, the... But we're playing. We're going to make money off the movie. Yeah. We don't want you to know the title. Right. But we are going to take your money if you want to watch it. And by the way, there's another movie playing at that same theater. This is literally the next uh-huh. movie in that marquee that's called Missing Link. That is a play on words about evolution. It's an animated movie. But again, that's fine. No need to censor oh, that one. Oh, it's not like some sort of like... Christian, like Christian propaganda no, about how it's, evolution is it's bullshit. A cute oh, it's little a little animated movie that I don't know what it's about because I don't Ugh. care. But it's they censored Hellboy because that's the problem. Again, it's just the Christian culture thing. Like, really, did you really have to do that? Maybe no. This weekend, I'll go through my refrigerator and relabel anything that might have an offensive name. Hellman's mayonnaise. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that has to change. Was now. that off the dome, or did you have that written down somewhere? Uh, someone had commented oh, that somewhere. That's pretty funny. You're welcome. Someone I stole it from. Hellman's Heckman's. <laughs> um, okay, more serious note. This the Sri Lanka bombing. Because we do segues. Was that this that week? happened after we taped the last podcast. Like that. So we haven't evening, talked about it. Yeah, something like that. Um, but here's the aspect of it. Obviously, horrible, awful. Mm. The aspect I wanted to bring up is that obviously, like every politician put out some statement oh, about how Easter awful. Easter worshipers versus. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing people are having problems with in like the right wing media world. Like Todd Starnes, the Fox News guy who is like, Trump can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to criticize Democrats for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know he's going to say something stupid. But Mm -hmm. the question is, what are you going to say? So, like, here's one thing he picked apart. So Gavin Newsom, the governor of California now, said, like, this weekend is centered around a fundamental truth that out of darkness can come light. The horrifying attacks on families celebrating Eastern Sri Lanka Uh should remind us, blah, 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 choose love over hate. It's a totally normal, fine message. Todd Starnes responds, if you're going to appropriate Easter, please get your facts straight. Easter is about Christians celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Up from the grave, he arose, comma, sir, to make it folksy. Like, as if Gavin Newsom was like, fuck you, Jesus. That's not what his tweet said. That's Um, what I I read between the lines. I saw that, too. Kamala Harris. Easter is a reminder that there is hope and rebirth, even in the darkest of times. We must remember that today more than ever. I'm horrified, blah, blah, blah. Todd Starnes. Correction. He's like, I just imagine Dwight Schrute every time I think of False. Yeah, (laughs) false. Easter is when Christians celebrate the resurrection of Christ, Jesus Christ, comma, ma'am. Oh. And then Barack Obama says something totally fine. He's like, the attacks on tourists and Easter worshipers in Sri Lanka are an attack on humanity, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Starnes, I believe the word you're looking for is Christian worshipers. Finish the tweet. Sir. Sir. 
<laughs> again, it's like, well, they were Christians who were worshiping on Easter. Easter worshipers is not a pejorative. It's not like I'm afraid to say Christ. It's that, well, they were celebrating Easter at the church. Yeah. So they are Easter worshipers that day. Yeah, I did notice like, a lot of people doing like the one-to-one comparisons of like when there was a mosque shooting, they called them Muslim worshipers. Right. I actually like not that I. But it wasn't like a specific holiday. Otherwise, yes. you could say they were yes. like Ramadan, Ramadan worshippers yeah, yeah. on that day. Or not that's the wrong word to use. I totally right. butchered it. But the point is, these people didn't say anything wrong or mean or anti-Christian. No one was denying like the fact that this was a religious holiday for the Christians. Right. And it was an attack on them because of their faith. And by the way, other people also got murdered. Yeah. Wait, just point yeah. of order. Do God, do other religions celebrate Easter? Easter, um because like I know I always a, think of Easter as a Catholic holiday, but right. I just grew I mean, up in a Catholic Jesus area. Believing religions are all are, cool. Are all I always get confused with the umbrella about like right. what's below Christian. Is there I mean, I don't know any Christian denomination that doesn't do it. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're... I, Correct regardless, it, it is a, send your ass to Jessica. It's a fucking dumb thing um, to like get wrapped around Here's what I don't get. After all the attacks on from the right yeah. against the Democrats who are saying this is horrible, mm-hmm. Donald Trump <laughs> tweets... Heartfelt condolences from the people of the United States to the people of Sri Lanka on the horrible terrorist attacks on churches and the hotels uh, that have killed, blah, blah, blah. He didn't say Christians. uh, Christians. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't even say Easter. Um, He said, I I will give him this. He didn't say anything that was like, if that was the only tweet I've ever seen by Donald Trump, that was a fine, normal person, human tweet. Uh, he did say it killed at least 138 million people, which is which is a little overstated. Wild. That is um, very he, sad. <laughs> but even when he corrected that, the rest of the tweet pretty much stayed the same. His tweet was fine as far as Trump tweets go. But again, didn't say all the stuff that they attacked everyone else for. It's like, oh, hmm. Trump did it. Nope, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like people oh in, from God. Fox News aren't intellectually honest. Oh. I don't know. So, that sounds crazy even as I say it. <laughs> All right, I got to go to a happier story. Oh, okay. Um, this is not <laughs> I happy. I got to go. I was like, oh, um, <laughs> 10 minutes show this week, huh? <laughs> we go light this week. God, I have so many things I want to talk about this yeah, week. Yeah, uh, There is a Kentucky restaurant called Bell's Smokin' Barbecue. Um, they are selling a... Sh- this is in Williamstown, uh, by the way, right next to Ark Encounter oh. in Kentucky. Coincidence, but interesting. Yeah, this shirt They're selling sucks. a shirt that says, I support LGBTQ. Wait, can and I try to remember? Please. What does LGBTQ stand for? Because it says it on the shirt. Well, I'm already tripping over L. L- liberty. Oh, Liberty. L- G is G- guns. B. Basketball Bible. Bible. T. <laughs> Trump. Tran- oh. Trump. Right? Yeah. And then Q stands for? Barbecue? Barbecue, because they can't spell barbecue. Which isn't how an anagram works. (laughs) Anagram? Uh, Initialism, Initialism. I believe, is the technical word, because I was corrected on that, too. Um, Because anagram has to spell spell a word, I think. Yeah. So I support LGBTQ, Liberty Guns, Bible, Trump, BBQ. They're selling this, which, again, if you're reading it, it's like you're basically saying... It's a diss on anyone who actually supports LGBTQ oh, issues. Oh, yeah, it's garbage. We like, know what you're trying tip. to do. My f- favorite thing about this is they're like, well, we weren't trying to offend anybody. Are you sure, sir? <laughs> yeah, they they were like, how dare people accuse us no, of hate? Exactly. We respect, this is their actual apology, quote unquote. We respect all belief and lifestyles and want no ill will towards anyone 
Um, we just like the Bible and Trump and fuck gays. My favorite I mean, thing about this is right after the apology, quote mm-hmm. unquote, they posted another thing that said, please send your t-shirt orders <laughs> to this email. <laughs> and they spelled your Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Please send you um, our t-shirt orders. Yeah. He said it was a play on words, the owner. That's not what a play on words is, but <laughs> right. that's fine. I mean, I, I do believe... Like, yes, I think these people are trash. I do believe they think it is, and I'm using big quotes here, Uh, comedy, the way people (laughs) wear, like, I don't think they do anymore, but, like, FBI, female body inspector, things like, I think they think, I I do believe it was more ignorance than, like, outright fuck gay people. Small tangent. It can be two things. There is a Trump supporting network called OANN. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's, like, Fox is too liberal for them. So this is O-A-N-N uh. or something like that. They have a Twitter account and they, act, they are on TV in some places, but they started tweeting clips this week of their new upcoming comedy show. They're trying to be the Daily Show, but like... They've tried that before. I, they have tried that before and it failed. But this guy is basically like some schluppy dude in front of a green screen that's... It's, you can tell it's a green screen. It's <laughs> not good. Yeah. And the jokes are just bad because, again... Can you give me a read on that? Uh, no, not to, go look it up. Okay. I can't remember the stuff, but here's what I remember. They weren't funny, mm-hmm. but they clearly have a laugh track. And oh, so it's imagine no. a not funny joke, turn up the laugh track and down. And then they post this like, this is what you're going to get 30 minutes of this coming oh. up. Like, this is good. That makes... Laugh tracks make me cringe so hard. Like, live studio audiences are one thing, but, oh, God, that canned laughter. Like, anytime I see a show, like, I think uh, Sports Night in its first season, which was um, Aaron Sorkin's first TV uh-huh. show, it's like a single camera show. So it's clearly not like a three camera show where it's like on a set and there's an audience. But they have a laugh track, and it makes me so deeply uncomfortable, especially there's a part in the pilot where, like, somebody does, like, a long, funny rant, and it's, like, an applause break, and it's, like, I'm sweating thinking about it. It makes me so (laughs) uncomfortable. It's so, so cringy. Oh my um, god! Wow, that's. Uh, can we watch that? Can that be like a bonus thing that if we it, watch? If and it talk ends about up it? airing, you got to find the tweet somewhere. But like, oh, it's I so mean, so cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is a very serious lawsuit that got settled this week. Okay. Not settled. It we lost. Um, here's the situation. We we've heard about lawsuits involving invocations at city council meetings and everything. Um, the United States House of Representatives has an invocation. They have, a, they have a paid chaplain, too. Um, but they usually say, hey, if you're a member of the House, you can nominate somebody to deliver an invocation. Mm-hmm. And by and large, as you would expect, they are Christian speakers. They are not always Christian speakers, mm-hmm. but they usually are. But they have a handful of rules, like you have to be ordained, and you have to, whatever their rules I'm are. I'm ordained. I can talk. Um, Hit me up. Atheist Dan Barker, who helps run the co-president of the Freedom From Religion Foundation, had filed a lawsuit years ago because, remember the Greece v. Galloway case that said invocations at city councils, the Supreme Court said, those are legal. And even if you allow invocations, people are totally allowed to say, you know, in Jesus' name, as long as everyone gets the opportunity to speak Mm -hmm. at some point or another, there's a fair way to do it. They basically said it's cool at city council meetings, government meetings. Uh, What Dan wanted to know is, well, does that apply to Congress, too? 
because I'm an atheist. I want to give an invocation. Yeah. So can I give an invocation in the U.S. House? So what did he do? Well, you need a sponsor in the, in the Congress. Mm-hmm. Well, Representative Mark Pocan, he's a Democrat from Wisconsin. He's a member of the Free Thought um, uh, Caucus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sponsored him. So you got that thing down. He heard guest chaplains have to be ordained. Well, it turns out Dan Barker used to be a Christian minister. Oh, so yeah. he is ordained. And he even pointed out some of the people who have delivered invocations, they were ordained in one faith, but now represented a different faith. So it's not like whatever I was ordained in, I now have to practice. Mm-hmm. So, But if you're just saying I need an ordination, well, I got can, it. Like, Here's I'm my ordained. birth certificate. Like, I got it. So yeah. whatever. I check mark. Um, so, okay. All good. Then they were like, we need a draft of your speech, which, again, they would never ask that of a Christian. But whatever. They submitted a draft of what Barker wanted to say, which was nothing offensive. Mm -hmm. And cool. You would think, again, we're all good now. They said no to him still. So basically, they said you don't get to give an invocation because you don't belong to one of the acceptable religions. This is me saying it. But this is essentially what they said. Like, well, no, you're still not allowed to do it. So he filed a religious discrimination lawsuit after all this happened. And what they pointed out in the lawsuit, not a single atheist or agnostic, openly anyway, has delivered an invocation in 15 years. (laughs) 97% were Christian. Uh Um, 99.8% were followers of like the Abrahamic the major Abrahamic, religions. Yeah. And again, he met all the requirements. They basically said no because he was an atheist. Yeah. That's the argument here. Um, and the only problem was that they didn't like his opinions about God. Um, what we found out in 2017, the judge dismissed his lawsuit. Mm-hmm. She said, you're going after the wrong people because like they're part of Congress. They're allowed to set their own rules. They're mm-hmm. not whatever the the chaplain's powerless to give you a go ahead due to house rules Mm -hmm. because the house rules say you got to follow our things. So you can't sue the chaplain like you are because he's powerless to override that. So it was like, you're responsible. It's like a technicality. Sure. Um, But then they also said you can't sue the house because it's the house and like it's discrimination, but no one's at fault here. Uh, It's a little weird here. Um, So anyway, they appealed the decision, mm-hmm. as you would expect. They were like, our government's not a theocracy. It needs to stop acting like one. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, we got the decision from the D.C. Circuit. Um, that's what happened this week, which is why I'm bringing this up. So this is the three judges that mm-hmm. get assigned to this. And they basically said the earlier ruling was correct. Hmm. And they said the decision was okay, not just because of some technicality, like you're suing the wrong people, but because excluding non-religious prayers is fine. Oh. They said the house rules say you got to pray to a higher power, and that's okay. Like, the house does not violate the establishment clause, they said, by limiting its opening prayer to religious prayer. Even if Barker alleges uh, that he was punished for being an atheist, like, what do you want us to do? You can't make them let you deliver it, because the house says you got to be a religious prayer. So, like, they're not discriminating against you because you're an atheist. They're discriminating against you because it's your prayer doesn't work. Yeah, it's like, a broken it's prayer. So, it, there's no way around this, it yeah. seems. So it's the weirdest thing. Like, so no atheists are allowed to deliver the same invocation that religious people do. The house has a de facto religion of anything except right. atheists. Like, I know it's weird and technical, but it's so messed up. And yeah, there's nothing w- you can really do about this. Um, like... 
according to the Center for Inquiry, which did a press release after this, they said it's obvious now that our federal courts view atheists as second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. They're not even trying to hide it anymore or dress it up in obfuscating language. It's a messed up, a weird decision. Imagine if they did that to a Muslim. Mm-hmm. But of course, in this case, they'd say, no, it's cool. You believe in a God. A God. So you're good. Just not the atheists. Um, they basically contorted the, everything to ban non-religious people from giving it. Mm. And it's totally fine, according to everybody. Yeah, that's not great. And what are you going to do now? Appeal to the Supreme Court? That's not going to get you right. anywhere. So bad decision. Consequential decision, too. If like, What if other courts now, uh, other governments, city councils are like, well, I guess we can say no. I know the right. rules are different. But again, you never know what the ripple effects are going to be sure. of these types of decisions. Oh, it's frustrating. Um, can I talk about a lawsuit that went in our favor? Yes. So um, the Catholic Social Services in Philadelphia um, have long since wanted to use religious criteria to uh, turn away same-sex couples who are seeking to become foster families. So if you're getting money from the state to do foster mm-hmm. placements, adoptions, we right. w- we want to be able to say, hey, we're getting the money from the state, but we don't want to give these kids to gay people. Right, it's exactly. So they're being funded by the state, but they still want to use their own personal guidelines, which in this case are anti-gay. Yeah. Um, but on the 22nd, um, a federal appeals court ruled that, um, that any uh, Philadelphia child... Taxpayer-funded child welfare agency has to now abide by non-discrimination requirements. So, so they have to follow the rules. So they have to follow the rules or they don't get state money. So uh, Leslie Cooper, who is the deputy director of the ACLU's uh, LGBT and HIV project, project, said, this is a victory for the thousands of children in Philadelphia's child wel- welfare system. Many of these ch- children live in group homes, are separated from siblings, or age out of foster care without ever becoming a part of a family because of the shortage of foster and adoptive families to care for them. Prospective foster and adoptive parents should be judged not by their capacity to provide love and support to the child, not the religious views of a tax-funded agency. So it's good news. Good. It's good news for... Michigan had something similar happen mm-hmm. this week, too, and one of the results of this is that a Christian foster care clinic actually said we're gonna change our rules to allow like dealing with gay couples oh which is unusual usually they just like close down yeah and throw a big hissy fit about how the world's against them right and then blame gay people for children not getting adopted and yeah and discriminating against christians Mm -hmm. for not tolerating our intolerance Mm -hmm. but no one group in michigan is like fine we'll just deal with gay people because we want to stay in business because that's good for the kids and that's our goal yeah, even like the attorney general, who for. is like a hardcore liberal, is like, congratulations, yeah. that's a wonderful thing you you're did doing. You the right thing. Uh, which is generous to yeah. people who first wanted to be bigots. Sure. But okay, yeah, it's, it's something, fine. so good. Uh, similar, <laughs> similar, it's also anti-gay. <laughs> it's, it's Franklin Graham. Of course oh, it's Franklin Graham. yay. Uh, I- this week... Uh, on Sunday, Pete Buttigieg and his husband did an interview for CBS Sunday Morning. It's a cute interview with uh, focused on his husband rather than just uh, Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. And so Franklin, and one of the things uh, Pete Buttigieg said is that, like, it, he's just acting like this is totally normal, right? Hey, this is my marriage. Yeah, We're yeah. not, like... To say it's celebrating it, he's, I don't even think he's saying that. He's it's, just like, no, we just exist. Like, we're together. We people don't... bring their spouses on shit yeah, all the time. We're not 
treating it like anything different. Right. That's basically the extent of what they're saying. Here's what Graham says. Mayor Buttigieg says he's a gay Christian. As a Christian, I believe the Bible, which defines homosexuality as sin, something to be repentant of, not something to be flaunted, praised, or politicized. And just about that flaunted? Mm-hmm. What do you think Pete Buttigieg is doing? Well, it's literally the exact same thing we talked about last week of like, don't shove your sex life in my face. I'm like, I'm <laughs> hella not. Like, that's like, yeah. that, that's like the same as saying like, you had a kid. Like, oh, okay, I get it. You had sex. <laughs> like, yeah, Buttigieg is not bragging about being gay. No, he's But just when he's asked about spouse. it, he's like, yeah, I'll talk about it if you want me to talk you about it. he's not it. ashamed of his marriage, Right, Hammond? he's not ashamed of his marriage. He's not like... Again, I don't know in political terms how you would flaunt being gay because it's still a liability more than it is an asset. Yeah. Um, but also, I love this thing because it's just so Franklin Graham of him. Like, it's being gay is not something to be politicized. Oh my God, the Are religious you right sure, only, politi- <laughs> only politicizes <laughs> like gay stuff. It's always like, how dare these people You're politicize the only being person gay. who's doing this? Yeah, exactly. So again, it's fr- and by the way, look at Franklin Graham saying like, I follow the Bible. So Pete Buttigieg, you are doing something wrong. Have you met Donald Trump? It's so astounding. It's so astounding how like paying off a porn star to keep quiet about the adultery and then the sexual assault and all the lying married. and the kids in cages and all the ignorance and cruelty. None of that bother, bothers Franklin no, yeah. Graham. Again, but it's Pete Buttigieg like, smiling next to his husband for an interview. Oh my God! Yeah, it's almost like the right isn't intellectually honest, <laughs> and I don't know that can't be true because they're human, so they have to be intellectually <laughs> honest, right, Hammond? Oh my God! It's I don't know it's how so they bad. don't realize what they're doing. They have to know what they're. They doing, know what they're right? doing. Can I talk another gay uh, story? Um. Have you ever heard of the musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee? I've heard of it. I do forensics. It's all anyone does all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is, I I consider myself sort of a a connoisseur of musicals, but Uh this is not in my... um, I know, you're white. Stop bragging. (laughs) Wait wait until you hear what the next Fables episodes can be. You're going to hate it. Anyway, I'm not familiar with this, um, but um, a... Junior uh, middle school, rather, in Maryland, Hyattsville Middle School. They had been rehearsing for a few months for a production of the musical, the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And all of a sudden, it was canceled. Have you heard the story? No. Why was it canceled? That musical is not offensive. Well, haven't. I've seen cuttings of that play. (laughs) It's just silly. Um, What did they find problematic? Well, a parent complained... Now the notice Are that Christians went out. Christians mad that people spelled stuff right? No, because <laughs> I've seen their tweets. That's a good goof. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, in this, like the notice that was sent out to parents, they did not give a sp- uh, specific reason uh-huh. why it was canceled. But apparently, students were told that the complaint was about the portrayal of a married gay couple in the play. <laughs> They're just existing. Just existing. Yeah. Just doing their thing. Um, so, so that's like the unofficial, like somebody, right? Like read between the lines. Somebody complained there's a gay couple. They canceled it, yeah. but we're like, um, other reasons that have nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, a light broke. Sorry. I feel so bad for the kids then. Yeah. Um, 
Then there was like a ton of outcry. So like yeah. I found out about it through. Because that's a dumb reason. It's super dumb. It was on like broadwayworld.com. Yeah. And so like a bunch of celebrities retweeted it, retweeted their, their I think justifiable, out, maybe out, not outrage, but sadness. Um, a One of the parents from that school who himself is a gay married <laughs> man and used to be like in, is connected to theater, started a petition that said like, let us have this back. Um, so now, happy ending, the show is back on. Okay. And the statement said, um, our chief concern focused on the age level and grade level appropriateness of the material. We're not seeking to remove gay characters from the production. As a school system, we celebrate our diversity and recognize how many, the many rich contributions of the LGBTQ community to our school and the greater Hyattsville community. So they like mm-hmm. righted that ship in a pretty significant way. Good. Apparently, there's a song in that musical about um, a kid getting an erection okay. during the spelling bee, but it's like other junior highs have done it and they change it to. It's yeah, like my, there are ways around it. There's like sanitized versions of every popular. Mu- there's rent at high schools, like yeah, which is why right. I mean they did rent on like fucking Fox. Yeah. That <laughs> shit was wild. And they did contact live on tape. With, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you could do that musical and get rid of the actually age-appropriate, inappropriate stuff without getting rid of gay people. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, listen, when I was in high school, we did Anything Goes, and that shit is so fucking racist, (laughs) and we went right on with it. There you go. We had some cool white people being (laughs) cool Asian stereotypes. No big deal. There you go. It was 2003. We didn't know. (laughs) Um, There is a... YouTube channel called Girl Defined. Is it like G R R R L? No, 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 no. It's it's girl. G Y R L. Okay. Regular girl defined. It's these two girls. They're sisters. They talk about Christian women being Christian women. Hmm. Let's talk about that. Because um, it's never portrayed the in the media. Most never. Uh, for the most part, because I've been watching them for way too long. Creep. It's, it's, or, how it's old material. Are they? Uh, uh, 30s. Oh, Young oh my 30s. God. I they're was not thinking 12. like teenagers. Um, no, okay, like they're 30. <laughs> they're basically saying, hey, we have been in your shoes. We are older Christian women now, uh-huh. but we've been where you are because we're relatively young. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about issues that like teenage Christian girls have to deal with. Sure. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. For the most part, they avoid controversial stuff, at mm-hmm. least as far as culture war stuff goes. And it's like, all eh, right, whatever, I can roll my eyes and move on. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. And it's almost like you're not their target audience. I'm really not their target audience. But this one bothered me. Okay. They made a video and posted a, a blog basically talking about sex after you get married. But here's the premise of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the sisters, Bethany, who was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And her story is she did the whole purity culture thing. She has said this openly. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying anything I shouldn't be saying. She said she was abstinent until marriage. She recently got married. I think she's 30. Um, Everything about the wedding. They, they posted video of the wedding. It's lovely and beautiful. And now they're married. Yeah. Fill in the blanks right there. Uh, Okay. um, So she's the one that's now going to give you sex advice. And like, Oh, oh! I don't wait, wait, know where I'm this sorry. is, is going. Is she giving sex advice, or is she just just discussing her? Per- you just keep talking. She was she was basically talking about like oh, what it's like to lose your virginity after marriage, more or less. And here's what she said. Again, this is her words. 
Um, I can tell you this. I, I think there's nothing sexier than two newlywed lovers enjoying and exploring sexual intimacy in the context of marriage. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. I can yeah. tell you this for sure. Being a virgin on my wedding night was not awkward, mm. as some may speculate, right? It was the opposite. It was sweet, new, different, exciting, and filled with all the butterflies a stomach can hold. Then this was gets her w- husband over now? Then this gets weird. Mm. Does that mean the husband... And I had sex on our first night of marriage. Maybe we did and maybe we didn't. That's oh. not really the point anyway. Are you sure? Okay, I, I don't Feels care. Feels like the point you were driving to. But then she said, sex within marriage should be the most non-awkward thing ever. Blah, blah, blah. Subtitle for the next part of the blog. This isn't some one night stand cheap Whoa. thrill. <laughs> then she continues. This isn't with some dude who's committed nothing to you. This isn't with some boyfriend who could leave you for a better experience or a hotter body. This is your husband, the man who has given up all other potential options and has chosen you. Like, that's, you're not helping your case here. That okay. whole paragraph made I, me so I want to make this clear. Yeah. I do not care that yeah. she was a virgin until she was married. I don't care. I don't care about her sex life. It's her business. I absolutely am not shaming her for her decisions, no. even if they're not anyone else's decisions, no. right? Yeah. Do not care. Not a decision don't I would care. make for myself, but fine. Right. Okay, here's my problem with it. The implication of what she's saying is that if you wait until marriage Mm -hmm. to have sex, Mm -hmm. sure, it may, like, take some time before it's great, but it's gonna be amazing, and it's not gonna be awkward because you're with someone you love, and also, this is the only guy who could ever commit to you because he has, and he's never gonna leave you... Like for someone better, quote unquote, however divorce, you want to define that. No, divorce, divorce doesn't happen. Um, the implication zero. that like, okay, well now you're married, therefore you're always going to be sexually compatible, even if it takes some work to get there. That's a harmful, horrible yeah, thing to is. say because no, not every couple is going to be sexually compatible. Yeah. Like, and even if you're married and you love each other, like I'm not saying it's going to be bad or abusive, but it doesn't mean it's going to be great necessarily. No, and especially, especially if you don't, at first. especially if you don't know what you like and what your partner likes and uh-huh. whatever. I get that some of that takes time. Yeah, but like to suggest to anyone uh-huh. that if you wait till marriage, it's okay. I know it's frustrating, but it'll be okay because it's totally going to work out. No. It's not. And you are telling women something that is harmful, not just advice, but like a lie. Well, and it's interesting because it sort of is the new uh, the new iteration of what used to be women don't enjoy sex Mm. because that used to be, quote unquote, common knowledge. Men, men want to have sex. Women do not want to have sex. They do it as a duty to their husband, their country, whatever. And I think the new iteration is. You're you'll enjoy sex. You have to enjoy sex. <laughs> like it's it's like it's a, within a, marriage. It has to happen now. It's a real flip of the coin. And right. I think the things that are interesting is like a like Hemant. You know I hate to brag. I've had <laughs> plenty of bad sex in my life. <laughs> like like shit does As not does work. As does like everybody. Everybody. And here's the thing. Again. I don't care if you choose to Do be abstinent care. or you're pressured or you're forced to be abstinent because, like, you have no options. Welcome to my childhood, right? <laughs> like, okay, I don't care about that. That happens. <laughs> Sorry, I just got your joke. That That's wasn't been... a joke. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, again, yes, bad sex is going to happen. Yeah. 
good sex could also happen. Yeah. And that's and again, maybe and maybe she's really lucky. Maybe she happens to be really sexually right. compatible. And that's and that's great. great. Good for you. It doesn't happen for everyone. And this idea that it's just going to happen as soon as you put the ring on and you have your wedding under Jesus watching you. Yeah. No, that He's that's a not a magical bird. formula that makes it better. And oh, and this implication <laughs> that like. This guy's committed to you, but if you're not married and you have sex, that guy isn't committed to you. Yeah, and it's such like a fucking slap in the face to people. Because I I know a lot of people who have had committed relationships that don't involve marriage. And even if those things end, that's okay. Like, (laughs) it's all right that you didn't stay together forever. Maybe it, it wasn't quote unquote meant to be or whatever. Here's the other thing I want to talk about. Yeah. I cannot believe that somebody who, maybe this is me, I don't know, projecting or, or speaking out of turn. It's hard for me to believe that um, a person who has grown up, grown up their entire life attaching sex to bad, sin, uh-huh. dirty, is all of a sudden going to switch a flip and be comfortable having sex. And that sex. is not a Christian thing. And That's Yeah, you go from sex is bad, wrong, you should stay away from to, it you to... You need to have sex. It's your marital duty. And it better be good. And so, like, at <laughs> like, what point... It's gonna be good. Yeah. At what point are women allowed to, like, have sex that... I mean, that's not fair, but it's it's just a really <laughs> To wild, just figure it out, learn, yeah, deal with it without worked, feeling guilty about it. Like I f- like this felt stupid. I hated it, but like whatever. I don't know. It's just it's it's very much. This is what her version of Christian culture seems to be. This one size fits all type of sex. Yes, that is that's not the case. And here's the thing: it is not just me saying this because plenty of Christian women mm-hmm. and former Christian women mm-hmm. have said this is exactly what's wrong with the purity culture myth. Mm-hmm. This idea that like first of all, your dad owns your body until you're married, and then another Ugh. dude has it. Um, but that guy gets to have sex with you. And also, it's going to be great because you'll make it work because that's what God wants. Because um, what's the alternative? And, You're... And anything else is horrible and sinful and everything. It's Again, that part I kind of expect them to say, but this idea that uh, if you're single and dating somebody, yeah. he's not committed to you. I This also, like... Your boyfriend's going to leave you for someone with a hotter body. It again, it uh, suggests Fucking that. Fucking try to find one. <laughs> it <laughing>? very much <laughs> suggests that uh, every guy is only looking for a particular type of person, which again shows you how little she knows about yeah. what she's talking about because everyone has different tastes and interests. And like, I, what do you define as a hotter body? Yeah, and I That's think not the same for everybody. Things like that. And this is when we talk about feminism, how it affects men as well, because that stereotype of men will go after whatever the hottest piece of tail they can get is, mm. is a really damaging stereotype for men because then they're <laughs> shamed if they're dating like a not, not like somebody right, who maybe right. isn't conventionally attractive because things about people are attractive other than their physical appearance. Mm. And I'm so sorry to break it to you, but like, even if you're really hot when you're 25, like that ain't gonna last. <laughs> like maybe you should dig in a little deeper. Like it's it's while it's insulting to men that it that they to to say that they have the depth of a puddle and they don't care about any woman beyond beyond their looks until they get married. Right. And then once again, everything changes. If she had said something like I waited till marriage. It was the right decision for me. And sex is good and great Mm -hmm. and whatever. 
but that's my experience. Yeah. And that, by yes. the way, yes, yes, yes. it may not work that way for you. And here's some resources mm-hmm. that I could have understood. That's or not like, what hey, she it's said. It's okay to like explore sex therapy. Like it's okay to like reach oh, out yeah. and. Uh, Hey, it may not work it's with your okay. husband. It's Go okay see a therapist have, or a counselor or, or whatever. Or it's okay if you have really bad sex. I'm like, maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe not. Like, fucking And here's how to talk to your partner right. about that. God damn it. I feel like I talk more about sex with you than literally anybody in my life. And You're I don't welcome. know how I and got to... you do it to, for an audience. I don't know how I got to this three. point. Um, I actually <laughs> but, have another thing about purity yes. culture that I'd like oh, to good. talk about. There we go. That's how you fucking segue, Hammond. Yes. Professionals. Yes. So um, there's a man named um, An- uh, Anthony uh, Pike, I think, P-A-I-K. He's okay. a sociologist at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. And he just re- um, published a new study in Journal of Marriage and Family. So what he wanted to look into was um, basically a longitudinal, longitudinal study of adolescent health, it is called, in, in 2002 and 2009. Essentially, he s- reached out to young women, girls, who took an abstinence pledge. Right. Which, when does that usually happen? 12-ish? Um, or younger? It could be younger. So, and if you don't know, these abstinence pledges are really prominent in many parts of the world, which is, in many parts of America, it's a, I think yeah. uniquely American Evangelical thing. culture especially. Yeah. I'm not going to have sex Well, they have these, these elaborate ceremonies where they commit themselves to their father Mm. And say, I'm not going, like, they wear I am their my silver ring. Yeah, I am my, basically, I am my father's until I am my husband's. Mm-hmm. It's super healthy and yes. no problems there. Uh, You're anyway. Signing off, which man owns you? <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. So, anyway, um, so he wanted to, lo- um, uh, Pike wanted to look into. So, what, what happens it, to these women? Yeah, like, what happened down the road? It, whether, do they. Do they uphold their abstinence? Do they fall away? What happens with like their sexual health? Do they become pregnant? So what he found out was, um, so 18% of women who didn't take pledges, um, 18% were um, pregnant out of wedlock within six years of having sex. And, and I think he's presuming this is an unwanted pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of vague, but it's within, assuming you're in your early 20s and not ready or whatever. 30% of those who took the pledge and then broke it were pregnant within, within uh, six so years of having sex. So when the abstinence people finally had sex, they didn't know how to protect themselves. That's exactly right. He says, it's, he calls it culture lag. So it's the idea that people might re- reject certain values faster than they update the actions supporting those values. Mm. So in this, ob- um, uh, in this case, uh, the pledge breakers abandoned the idea that they should be um, virgins until they're married, yeah. but... They didn't use birth control and condoms because they hadn't evolved that far to a. They hadn't evolved far enough to think that that's an okay thing to do, and b. Many of them probably didn't get any education. It's on like the people who write who like certain figures on like the alt right or like adjacent to the alt right, mm-hmm. but like you haven't figured out all of their horrible positions. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, so they did say that devout pleasures, pledgers had fewer sexual partners, but those who weren't really, um, so people who took the pledge and ended up not being super religious, they, as a whole, engage in riskier sexual behaviors than right. those who did not pledge at all. And this goes back to, like, this is, again, the abstinence problem with marriage. If you've had sex for most of your life before you got married uh-huh. or something... You kind of know how to deal with bad sex. You know how to deal with different types of partners, what Mm -hmm. have you. 
uh, this sounds weird, but like you're ready for anything. (laughs) But if you haven't had any and you don't know what you're doing necessarily, you may make decisions that anyone else would be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. You should be doing this or that. Because you don't have context to work out of. Right, right, right. And again, this is, I'm not saying you need to go have sex or something, but I am saying you should know what you're walking into. Right. And you're right. There are people who are like, well, it's not surprising they want to have sex. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, there's a knowledge that comes with it's that that like you should also know. It's almost like a human drive. Right. And if you don't know what you're doing, there are consequences. Yeah, and it's such a wild... I, I All still, the more reason for comprehensive sex Exactly. Ed. It's still such a wild leap for people to say, like, if you mention sex to teenagers that makes them want to have sex. Like, I hate <laughs> to break it to you, but teenagers you are horny as fuck. If you don't mention it, they're yeah. also going to want to. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to spend a minute on this because it's stupid because it's <laughs> Steve King from Iowa. Um, he oh. is the, the racist dude, one of many of the racist Republicans. But he's like... And but he's super racist. Yeah, he's more racist than your average. He's the guy that if they banned like white supremacists on Twitter, he would have he would to go, banned, and that's yeah. why they're not going to ban white supremacists on Twitter. Um, but one of the things he said at a town hall is he said this to an actual question because at the town hall they're brutal. Some of the people sure. because if you go to a town hall with Steve King, you know you want to ask him some questions. So one's it's got <laughs> I think, some just I think the first for. question someone asked is like, "Why don't you resign already?" <laughs> But one of the things, <laughs> one of the things he said, his here's they what he, here's what he wanted to say. <laughs> I've been through a lot. I've survived it all. I'm here to represent people. What he said was, you know, when I have to step down to the floor of the House of Representatives and look up at those four hundred and some accusers because they fight like four hundred to one yeah. to rebuke Steve King. They yeah. all signed on to that monster. when he said something racist recently. He's like, when I see all those accusers, you know, you know, we just passed through Easter and Christ's Passion, and I have better insight into what he, Jesus, went through for us, partly because of that experience. I know what it's like to be Jesus because people hate me. It's so embarrassing. Like, yes. First, Jesus was a Middle Eastern Jew. Steve King would want him deported. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. Jesus, kindness to strangers. Steve King, let's kick out the children with the immigrant asylum-seeking parents. Like, Jesus was tortured, and Steve King lost a couple of committee assignments. Genuinely, how does somebody like Steve King reconcile... The t- and, and I've said this before, and people have written in like, oh, Jesus also did some shitty shit. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right. I understand. I know he like cursed a date tree or whatever the fuck he did. <laughs> Fig tree. Fig tree. God damn it. <laughs> but. Know your Bible. <laughs> but how does he reconcile the New Testament, the story of a man who took in sex workers and fed the poor and healed the sick and be a Republican. And be a, like how <laughs> and not be a Republican, be a white supremacist. Like right. ge- really and truly, is it is it just the ability to separate those two ideas in your head? Is it such an idea of otherness that you think you're responsible for like your people, quote unquote, which means to him white Americans? I, I real like it's a genuine question. I yeah. do not know how how one can reconcile those You're two trying things. to make me explain the logic of Steve King. Yeah. I don't know how I can do That's that. That's why I poured you a glass of wine. I thought it would loosen you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there is, this is the funniest thing. Uh, in Ireland, this actually happened a while ago, but I only found out about this now, and the public only found out about this now. 
in early 2018, the basically the Irish version of the Department of Education, they released some new rules about how religious instruction would work in public school. And the thing is, like, they all have to take religion classes, even in, like, the public schools. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are, like, indoctrination classes, sure. too. And what they said is... And some of them are theoretically, like, objective classes about religion, not mm-hmm. indoctrination classes. But here's the thing. If you don't want to take it, let's say they're teaching the indoctrination classes and you're a parent and you're an atheist and you don't want your kids sitting through that, mm-hmm. you can sign them out of it. Okay. That's okay. But then your kid has to sit in study hall or, like, just sit in another room and wait. You mean the thing I only want to do in high school, sit in study hall? Yeah. Um, or do some other mindless activity. Sure. That's your alternative. Mm-hmm. And that's stupid. It's like, why if you're not taking this class, why can't you do something productive with your time? Sure. So the Department of Education in Ireland in early 2018 released this thing saying, um, those who do not want to take the religion classes... They should be allowed to take any alternative class that is offered at that time, like sure. during the year. So, hey, if you want to take another math class during that time or another science Who class. Who the fuck's first choice would be math, you have, nerd? Have you met me? Like, take any so academic class yeah. if you want to take it. That's fine. Like, I'm taking a theater They basically class. said, hey, schools, make sure those kids who have don't want to take have, an, have a reasonable alternative. Don't give them something mindless. Let them take a real class if yeah. they want to take a real class. Yeah, that's wild that this okay. had to, like, This was early raised. 2018. Here's what's new. Um, there's a podcast called the Free Thought Profit Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, atheists, uh, these two guys, Seamus and John, run it, and they His filed name's not Seamus. Seamus, and they filed a Freedom of Information Act, their version of it, yeah. and they're like, because they wanted some information on this for some research they're yep. doing. What they found is that after the government, after the government released this suggestion, mm-hmm. uh, two bishops from the Irish Episcopal Conference had written to the government basically saying this is a horrible idea. And what they said is, and I'm paraphrasing here, what Mm. they said is if you allow kids to not take religion classes and take like a STEM class, like a science, math, English class, which, because they have standardized tests there too. Mm. And like if you're taking an extra English class or an extra science class, you may do better on like the Irish SATs or whatever. Yeah, maybe we should reward kids who want to learn more. (laughs) So what they're saying is if you let them drop out of the religion class and take a actual class, they will get smarter and the kids who take the religion classes are going to be held back. And What? I'm not even joking. Here's what they said. The kids who continue to take religious education should not be disadvantaged in terms of the things you may be tested on by offering the people who don't take the religion classes some other class. You're putting the religious kids at a disadvantage for taking religious education. So to but, put this another way, okay. taking a religion class makes you dumber, I was gonna, say the bishops. By their own admission. By their own admission. There is no intellectual or educational <laughs> merit to those religion classes. Right. And I realized what wow, we're saying is like, their hand. they're saying standardized testing. Look, I know that's Look. not a way to prove you're smart. I know like we no, no, are no. talking about something very Hemet different. Hemet loves standardized testing. <laughs> at Hemet Meta on Twitter. Yeah. He wants only standardized testing. But yeah, they're basically saying, oh no, if you give kids an option of getting smarter during religious education time, more kids are not going to want to take religious education. Holy shit. So you can't offer this as an option. (laughs) (laughs) 
So this letter was not public until this week. And the... <laughs> And here's the thing. The Irish government, yeah. by October of last year, they changed the rules again to basically say, look, if it's an indoctrination type of religion class, uh-huh. they have to be opt-in. Okay. So that's one way of saying you can't just opt out and take something else. Sure. Because, look, it has to be an opt-in if you take it. But if it's a general objective religious education class, opting out is not an option because you got to take at least that class. So they basically made it so that you got to take some sort of religious education, but the indoctrination ones, you got to do another step for so that those kids cannot take like a math class in as an alternative (laughs) during that time. Wow. That's so bad. Like there's, I can't believe the bishops admitted our kids will get dumber so you got to make sure the smart kids can't get ahead by skipping our shit. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh. That's wild. That's a real thing that happened. And so Seamus and John <laughs> sent me that letter. They're oh, like, you man. may want to check this out. I'm like, yes, I do. Seamus and John, you're doing God's work. Oh, no my God. <laughs> um, I got one more stupid story for you because okay. it's Do I have any stupid, stupid stories? Um, yeah. Here's the story. There is this right-wing bishop. Okay, you're going to keep um, talking. I'm going to refill my wine glass. No problem. Don't worry. I will I will have fun with Bam. this. There's this right-wing rabbi. Sorry. His name is Daniel Lappin. He has a podcast. He speaks at Liberty University. I don't know why, but he is a rabbi. And, like, last week he said on his podcast, like, marrying for money is way better than marrying for love because this guy's romantic. Wait. I'm not going to. I'm not even spending time on that because that's not what I want to talk about. He was doing a Q&A on his blog, and someone writes in. He offers advice. Someone asked him, like, oh, no, my daughter's a lesbian. What do I do? My favorite part of that letter, she has always been heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched her bang dozens of dudes. Right? So she's like, what do I do? My daughter's a lesbian. Like, the correct answer is, you do nothing. It's not about you. Shut the hell up. Let your daughter live her life. But this guy, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and his wife, Susan... They basically, first they started by saying, first of all, don't overreact. All right. That's like good, sensible. Re- an overreaction might be to write into a show that you <laughs> right? listen to. They also said, like, don't wreck their relationship, the mother and daughter. Like, you don't want to oh. ruin your relationship over this issue. So again, yes, that's good. Yes. Then he gets worse. Huh. He's like, just to let you know, women with women is in no way comparable to men with men. Oh. Which is news to me. Based like, on... Like, lesbians are okay, biblically speaking, relative to gay men. Mm-hmm. He also said, uh, lesbian... Let me tell you about lesbianism, says this <laughs> rabbi. Very often, women, quote... He used quotes. Women, quote, discover this predilection in themselves after having been badly hurt in life, often in situations involving a man or men, Hmm. blah, blah, blah. You are most likely facing a wounded child. Mm. So at some point, someone writes in in the comments and they're like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You said, biblically speaking, lesbians are not comparable to gay men. Where is this coming from? How do you know this? Missed that chapter. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it gets really good. Oh, no. So here's what he writes I don't back. Want it to, oh, oh, I got to read this one to you. Uh, the Bible repeatedly and explicitly prohibits a ban um, prohibits a man from inserting his reproductive no, organ into no, the cavity of it. another man's Stop body. It. Nowhere, wait, wait, nowhere in the Hebrew Bible, and I presume in the New Testament either. 
is there any prohibi- prohibition of one woman tickling another? <laughs> That's what he thinks they do. Lesbians tickle each other. There is also an important difference between the cavity in a woman's oh, body no. into which her husband infer- inserts his reproductive organ no. and the cavity of a man's body employed in sodomy. No. Um, not for nothing is it often called the birth canal. This podcast is canceled. I cannot. Oh, yeah. And then he goes on. Since the male organ is not just about pleasurable sensation, but it also makes human life possible, where it goes and what it does is supremely important. Thank you for listening to the last episode of the Friendly Ideas oh podcast. I'm never sitting in this oh room my again. God. I have to burn down this house. Today's episode, never listen to a virgin give advice about sex. Never listen to a rabbi tell talk about being a lesbian. I'm so um, uncomfortable. He apparently also... Since we're already canceling the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. he seems to think no straight couples have anal sex. He is unaware that women have sex toys. And yeah. why does anyone, who's going to tell him this? Tickle, huh? Tickling That's is what lesbians do to each other. Do you think he says that because, oh my God. I don't here think we it's go. a euphemism. He didn't put it in quotes. No, I think uh, this is a man who does not understand how to give women fe- sexual pleasure. <laughs> And so he cannot conceive of any sort of sexual gratification happening outside of penetrative vaginal sex. Like all missionary, all the time, that is all anyone ever does. Yeah. Everything else is weird. And like women, again, and this is, right, this is the extension of the thing we talked about before of like women's enjoyment of sex is Mm. tertiary at best. (laughs) It is not about like... Th- that's why they think lesbianism is so non-threatening because they're so uninterested in whether a woman is having any <laughs> sexual pleasure that like it's it's bullshit to them. They think that they think they like men tickle each other. Like what is he talking about? <laughs> I hated that. Oh, you're welcome. No, that was awful. <laughs> I'm so unhappy right now. Oh. Can I read a thing? Sure. I'm very excited to read this. <laughs> Have you heard of a man named Stephen Moore? Uh, Donald Trump-related guy who he nominated to be Fed chair? Uh, he's uh, to serve on the Federal Reserve okay. Board. You were close. Also, can we talk about... Have we talked about Herman Cain at all? <laughs> Why did he get nominated? Uh, is it literally because Trump is like, the only black people I know are people who are on the debate stage with me. Who's a Republican who doesn't hate me yet? That guy probably doesn't. I genuinely... The best part is Herman Cain turned down the job because they didn't make any money, relatively. Oh, is that why? I He's thought like, was... I, I would make more money speaking, so... Oh, I thought he turned it down because people were like, hey, remember when we found out that you were, like, sexually harassing, yeah, sexually assaulting women? Yeah, that's not why he said no. Cool as usual, He said Herman. no because I don't make enough money as the, the, on the Fed. Um, so I, uh, <laughs> so this gentleman. Yes. What did Stephen Moore do? Stephen Moore. Holy shit. This guy hates women so much. In the Trump administration? I know. I'm shocked too. Um, I have a series of quotes that I would like to read, for, read for you. Go on. In a dramatic reading series. Let me take a sip of wine to I love how every Trump nominee has this backlog of horrible things they've said. Nobody has a clean slate. It's inevitable. Yeah. So, um, in 2000, he complained about his wife voting for Democrats, writing, women are so malleable. No wonder there's a gender gap. (laughs) 
separate uh, separate column in 2000. Um, he criticized female athletes for advocating for pay equality, writing that they wanted, quote, equal pay for inferior work. Mm-hmm. March 2002, quote, here's the change I propose. No, I think this is about basketball. Basketball. No more women refs, no women announcers, no women beer vendors, no women anything. There is, of course, an exception to this rule. Women are permitted to participate if and only if they look like Bonnie Bernstein. I don't know about it. I assume she's pretty. I don't know. Okay. The fact that Bonnie... Oh, I'm sorry. She's a CBS sports journalist. Oh, okay. The fact that Bonnie knows nothing about basketball is entirely irrelevant. (laughs) It's funny because she's stupid. He also said that she should wear halter tops because it was 2002 and we didn't know how fashion worked. And also he's a sexist monster. <clears throat> Next one. How outrageous is this? This year they allowed a woman to ref the men's NCAA game. Liberals celebrate this breakthrough as a triumph for gen- gender equity. The NCAA has been touting this as an example of how progressive they are. I see it as an obscenity. There is an... <laughs> is there no area? Notice that he's not saying she made the wrong call somewhere. No, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This isn't the point. Hemant, you're missing the point. Yes. You're an idiot. Yes. Is there no area in life where men can take a vacation from women? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> women invited to bachelor parties? Women in combat? Women are invited oh, to yeah, they've them. done that already. Yes. Why can't women ref women's game and games and men the men's games? I can't wait to see the first. Does he lady. know that men also coach women's teams? No, sometime? doesn't matter. All right. uh, he said something about it. Um, yeah, don't worry. I have a quote about that too. Oh, really? Um, I can't wait to see the the first lady ref have a run in with Bobby Knight, which is 2002. I don't think Bobby Knight. Also, was Bobby still... Knight was an asshole. Like no one wants to interact. Yeah, with him. like can we stop saying that he's any kind of hero? He. <laughs> Like, was a dangerously unstable man who didn't know how to control his I temple. believe Stephen Moore has temper, temper. said... All, I didn't know any of those quotations, but I believe he's said something like, I was just joking because conservative comedy. Like, he's like, oh, those weren't... I was tongue-in-cheek with all of this. because conservatives can't do comedy. And while I'm venting on the quote, while I'm venting on the subject, here's another travesty. Now, this one, Hammett, is yes. going to take... It's going to hit me personally. Because yeah. as you surely know... I participate in and captain a co-ed rec softball league. Yes. In playground games and rec leagues, in playground games and rec leagues these days, women now feel free to play with the men, uninvited in almost every case. (laughs) There is no joy in dunking over a girl. Never mind... Never mind that I can't dunk except on eight-foot baskets, which is tiny but funny and giving him credit. If if I could, I wouldn't celebrate dunking over someone named Tina. <laughs> Quote, several readers, all women, have called an email to complain about my last column was sexist because I said women shouldn't be permitted to, to ref the men's game. The retort was, well, then why should men men ref the women's games. Mm-hmm. Look, for all I care, the women can use chimpanzees to ref their games. I hate women's basketball. A few too many words in that last one. I hate women, yeah. period. So anyway, that's uh-huh. a super cool dude who is going to be... Who's going to, like, be run on everything. the Federal Reserve yeah. Board, which, like, I listen to Planet Money. I know how important <laughs> that shit is. 
Oh, uh, I got it. Nice did job. You see? I didn't, but I heard women can't play basketball, so oh, I assume you just you. missed that. I always crumple <clears> up my <throat> notes and throw them in my recycling bin, um, and I miss all the time. <laughs> and I just got it in, and Hammett's denying <laughs> me <laughs> my right as a female athlete. Yeah. Uh, I got one more. I got two more. Uh, so there <laughs> is a sheriff in New York State in like upstate New York somewhere, something like that, Erie County, wherever it is, uh, Sheriff Timothy Howard. And basically, here's the dilemma they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he wants a SWAT team that is full-time. Right now, they're part-time, and he's like, we need a stronger SWAT unit, so I need money for that. I also need money for a helicopter because I can get around faster that way. I- I'm assuming those are legit things that maybe... Erie where Buffalo is. Okay, so like very much not New York City, right. far away from there. Okay, so he's like, I need money as the sheriff for the following things. So he's going to like the county officials and saying, this is what I need. Give me money for this. Mm-hmm. Their response to him is, well, we, all, we also want the cops to wear body cameras and that costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So the question is, which one needs the prior, which what's the priority here? Mm-hmm. That is a legit debate to have. I'm not going to pretend I know which one is more important, but the town of uh, town leaders were basically saying, well, right now, it seems like body cams seem like they would be more important for the sake of transparency because there have been so many issues with yeah. cops doing bad things. Read the room, guys. And so when uh, Sheriff Timothy Howard went to this meeting of the county legislature's public safety committee meeting, mm-hmm. and he's making his case for why they should have other priorities, and the town officials are saying, well, what about body cams? That's <laughs> a bigger priority. Here's his response. He's What he wants to say is, our police department doesn't do anything wrong how dare you insinuate we need body cams to show people like there have been no formal protests against my department so Mm -hmm. like this like you don't need transparency for us we're good people yeah like right well that's great but body cams are helpful for when you're not good people Mm -hmm. which if you're good people you shouldn't have anything to. okay whatever you know what the arguments are for the body cams yeah but here's what he said to them then he tries the guilt trip route. Oh, no. And he's like, you know, I often wonder, how did Jesus no, feel when doubting Thomas, when Thomas didn't believe that he came back from the dead? The story is like, no, but Thomas is like, Jesus didn't come back from the dead. And everyone else is like, yeah, he totally did. And he's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Then Jesus comes back and he's like, look at my hole in my hand. Ooh. I'm making this up. I don't actually know the story. Well, um, and then Jesus Doubting Thomas so is like, well, now I see it. So now I believe you, uh-huh. which is like, yeah, good. Now you saw proof. I don't, have, I don't care if you doubt any. Like, you don't doubt because mm-hmm. you saw evidence. Mm-hmm. Doubting Thomas is not the bad guy in that story. He asked for evidence. Okay. He's a skeptic in this story, he's which skeptic. were not the most popular people. <laughs> so anyway, here's the sheriff again. I often wonder, how did Jesus feel when Thomas didn't believe that he came back from the dead? And how did all the other apostles feel when Thomas said that you're lying, that Jesus didn't come back? But I do have to say, I'm offended. And our deputies on the road are honorable people. Sure. Basically, like, you're accusing us of something, but like... We're telling the truth here. Why don't you just believe us when we tell you we yeah, are doing I nothing wrong? We're like Jesus in this department. Cool. You are the doubters. How dare you? Uh, it's fucking stupid. Even though Thomas is the hero in that story for asking for evidence and seeing it. I mean, are there any heroes in the Bible? Touche. <laughs> so anyway. That's fucking everyone's stupid. Everyone's comparing themselves to Fuck Jesus this guy. week. 
Um, I have one more like hard bummer story. Right, so go if hard you bummer. Have, okay. Um, so the UN, the United Nations. Oh, you've good. heard of them. Yes. Uh, so, so between. This is a thing I didn't know about. Sexual violence in war is a thing that has been scaling up. It's obviously always been a, a problem. Um, but according to this study, between 1992 and 1995, this example, they have Serb troops systemically, systemically raped at least 20,000 girls and women, according to the European Commission. Um, and, and in a 1996 report, it detailed that, quote, impregnated girls... Have been for, have been forced to bear quote the enemy's child, thus exposing them to lifelong psychological Jesus. scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so a um, the United Nations State of the World of the World's Children concluded sexual violation of women erodes the fabric mm-hmm. of a community in a way that few weapons can. So as a result of this, the UN has been working to pass a bill to end sexual violence in war. Seems sensible. Um, this week, that bill did pass. But, but guess what? The U.S. was like, oh, I think we're going a little too far with protecting women. God, Can you pump the brakes? We are the worst. The worst. Um, so the U.S. has been objecting for weeks to remove all... Re- okay, so here's the problem. Yeah. Um, they, the resolution said that... Um, they, they, the, the resolution called us to support um, victims through better access to justice medical and psychological um, help specifically with sexual health. So like if they are raped, like let's make sure they have access to birth control and things like that. Precisely. And like the proud Republicans before him, Donald Trump has been on a really cool crusade to say like, hey, if you're going to get any aid from the U.S., you cannot even like whisper abortion (laughs) near a clinic. So the problem that um, the U.S. had was they wanted to remove all references in that paper to reproduct- reproductive or sexual health, which the U.S. delegation feared would would be understood as support for abortion. Oh, my God. So they didn't even use the word abortion. Um, they used the evangelical code words. Exactly. So, the, so what happened is because the U.S. has such a strong influence, they watered down the bill. They removed any talk of because because God, the U- we're the worst. Because the US was going to boycott or not boycott it, but um what's the word? Not well, filibuster, but not sign it for Yeah, I guess. Sure. Um God, that's so awful. I think the the uh, reactions are interesting. Um there the German foreign minister um he said the resolution calls on all UN members member states to support victims through better access to justice, medical and psychological assistance assistance and reintegration into society, right? So, like, he was like, you kind of fucked up, but, like, um, the French ambassador was like, no, no, no. Women and girls who suffered from sexual violence and conflict who obviously didn't choose to become pregnant should have the right to terminate their pregnancy. Like, France is coming hard for our abortion rights, and, like, good for y'all. Jesus. Um, So, anyway, the U.S. is a fucking nightmare. Yes. We are the worst. We know this world. Oh, I made it again. Sure you did. Um, I got one last one, then uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, I don't know if you know Rachel Held Evans. You Um, know what? Um, I I 
don't know her personally. She's but. a progressive Christian mm-hmm. writer. She's written a couple of books. She's very good about pushing back against the religious right. Did we interview on Twitter? Her on I think we show? did interview on so the too. show a long while ago. Um, and I've known her on the internet for mm-hmm. a long, long time. I don't think I've ever met her in person, but uh, lovely person. As far as like progressive Christianity goes, hard push for it. She She's doing it right. Told uh, one of the things that she was well known for in terms of controversy in evangelical circles is in 2016 when people were like ambivalent about who to vote for, uh-huh. uh, partly because of the abortion issue. Right. She's like, if you want to reduce abortions in America, vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Right. Because She's she'll, good, yeah. she will do all the protective stuff, the Rich. contraception care. Uh, healthcare stuff, social like, stuff. We align on almost everything <clears throat> except for like her belief. And she got and plenty fine. of pushback, right? How yeah. dare you tell us to vote for a Democrat she, no, who's she's pro-choice. A good one. She's a good um, one. One of the other things I like about her is that she wrote a book years ago that was talking about her upbringing in like a very conservative Christian world. And she was talking about sex education and she mentioned the word vagina yep. in the context of an educational lesson. Oh, and yeah. And they banned the book from Lifeway Christian stores. Which are coincidentally um, folding. I can't believe the, it. The physical stores are folding. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is uh, Rachel uh, had an allergic reaction to some medication last week. Mm-hmm. And she's currently, like, it was really bad. She's in a medically induced coma. I don't know any more than that other than I haven't heard any other bad news since then, which makes me hope that everything is getting better. But Mm -hmm. I don't know that yet. I don't think she's out of the coma yet, but just sending all my love in that direction because uh, there was a hashtag from a lot of Christians, uh, hashtag pray for R-H-E, Rachel Hall Evans. Mm. Um, But you see a lot of people uh, saying lovely things on there. There's a GoFundMe page for her to, uh, but yeah, one of the good ones. And like, I hope she does okay and makes it through. Yeah. That is all. We're thinking about you. Um, where can we find you? Oh, actually, before we go, yeah. I want to talk about Joe Biden. I want you to got talk- one minute. I got to Oh, pick do up you some have to kids. go? Okay. It doesn't matter then. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about Joe That's Biden actually and how a I fair felt <laughs> about it. Um, yeah, you can find me on, tr- oh, this is what I wanted yes. to tell you. My, um, I'm just What's gonna- your next Fables episode? My next, wait, really quick. Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Yeah, I haven't met her. Go to podcast. Somebody invited us to her high school graduation party. It like literally made me cry in a Panera today. It was the sweetest uh, sweetest email. Thank you so much, and congratulations on your your um, graduation. Um, my happy thing, skipping yes. over everything else. My happy thing. My best friend from high, uh, from college, Leslie, who was the on the pilot episode of of um, Fables. Yes. We, we read Roxanne Gay's uh, Bad Feminist together, and I re listened to it, and I was afraid I was gonna be very embarrassed because Leslie and I are a lot when we're together. We call ourselves Justly. It's exhausting. <laughs> I get it. Yes. And to me, it was like, I'm so glad I had this frozen moment of like my friend, my friendship with this person whom I adore. And we yeah. just, anyway, she's on her literally on route right now from Louisville to come up and stay with me for the weekend. Nice. So I took tomorrow off and I was talking to her like, let's record another Fables episode. And she didn't want to read a book because I also said this like two days ago. No, well, I also gave her yes. like 48 hours notice. So what we're going to do this weekend, uh-huh. she's coming into town, uh-huh. and we're going to watch the the DVD that I have of the musical Cats. Oh, my God. And then we're going to record a podcast about it. And then there's a remake of Cats coming at the end of this year no. starring people like Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Idris Elba, maybe? Others. 
etc. That is quite possibly the worst musical ever. I am fucking stoked about it. We're going to watch it together and then record it. So it's, this is the first of a two-part Fables episode. And y'all, if you want to hear two women who earnestly love something... De- this is not an <laughs> ironic... We're not, like, doing a bit. I fucking love this musical. You have 30 seconds. Anyway, um... All you have to do is subscribe, uh, donate on Patreon, just like a dollar a month. You have access to, a, there's probably a dozen yes, or so. Yes, it will be posted as a Patreon-only yeah. episode as soon as we get yeah, to Yeah, all it. you have to do is like a dollar a month and you get, I, I don't know, a handful, a few um, episodes that we did only yes. for Patreon, including Hemant watching Star Wars, I think is a Patreon only. Yes. Um, anyway, that's it. Happy, happy long weekend to me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>